0: Go watch our five-minute video. And we also have a UC help playlist that helps with just random things that get asked. And counselors can always request videos based off of their needs. We update them all the time. So again, use the resources of the admissions offices on the UC campuses. Use the UC Santa Barbara team. We want to do this together.
1: This is Let's Talk Higher Ed, a podcast for high school counselors and university admissions representatives worldwide who aim to help connect students to their dream schools. In each episode, we hold candid conversations with our community of students, their counselors, and universities to discuss everything from dealing with anxious parents to ensuring a seamless transition to university life. Let's get started.
2: Welcome to Let's Talk Higher Ed podcast. I'm your host, Tim Munlin, Senior Director of Education Partnerships at Cialfo. Cialfo supports counselors with our powerful and simple to use platform, helping counselors and students save time and making higher education more accessible worldwide. We also support universities. Cialfo is your trusted partner to help you find right fit undergraduate students from the largest network of international schools. And today on the podcast, we're joined by Kuka Acosta. Associate Director of Admissions at UC Santa Barbara, and we're going to be discussing in depth, as quickly as we possibly can, the University of California application process. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing great. Thank you for allowing me to be here with you.
2: Awesome. Well, we know that you got some important deadlines coming up with the UC application. It's now live for students and counselors that support their students with completing the application. So we just want to do just kind of go through it and get your take on it and take all that experience that you've had over the last couple of decades helping students out with college admissions. What's unique about the UC application?
0: The University of California application is a single application for a system. So the nine undergraduate campuses share this one application hosted by the University of California, as opposed to being hosted specifically at Santa Barbara or specifically at Irvine or Davis. And the fun thing about it is that students are entering their information into this application, both academic and personal, and they push submit just once, but they can apply to all nine of us.
2: That's awesome. Now, I know it's a self-reporting application. What does that mean?
0: Self-reporting is that we will ask students to talk about their academics with regards to their transcript, but I don't actually want the transcript. Instead, they're entering their classes and their marks within the application. But the beautiful application allows a student who's on A-levels or who's on O-levels or who's doing international baccalaureate to report based off of their individual high school curriculum. So we're able to ask a student who spent one year doing international baccalaureate with a one through seven scale, and then a student who's doing a zero to one hundred, they can enter that into the application with ease.
2: Okay. Now at some point this is going to be verified and made sure that it's accurate. So students should be taking a look and putting in the correct information. What what does that come about?
0: Timeline. The application itself is submitted by November 30th, 11.59 p.m. Pacific time on November 30th. And then the University of California campuses that receive the application will make decisions by March. And our goal is that a student says yes or no as a freshman applicant by May 1st, and then they graduate from high school. And once that final senior year grade is posted, we want the documents, So we want those transcripts to come in Hopefully by July 1st, but given different curriculums, we make exceptions depending on when that finalization can happen. So, over the summer.
2: Okay. So, I, I, if I get accepted, you're going to ask for me to have my counselor send in my official transcript and get verified and make sure everything is correct on it. You don't accept letters of recommendation.
0: Correct. Please stop sending them.
2: Really? Are you serious? Have this great letter I want to send for a student and you're not going to even read all of the hard work I put into it. He really wants to go to UCSB.
0: I know. I know. And Tim, you know, the answer to the every college rep is going to give you, which is it depends. So the general application to the University of California is going to say no attachments. There is no place to add a letter of recommendation. There is no place to add a portfolio. There is no place for you to, you know, upload a resume. Instead, there are questions where that information comes about. And on occasion, a student will apply to a major on a UC campus where there is a supplement. That will be clearly articulated to a student when they select that major. So unless we ask for it, we do not want a letter of recommendation. It will never be attached to a student's record if it gets sent in the mail, if it gets sent via email, if it gets sent via Courier pigeon. I mean, it just won't make it into the application. So save the time, save the space, send it to campuses that do want it.
2: All right. Test optional, test free. The UC University of California University system has made some big decisions. What's the latest?
0: Well, as of last year, the University of California made a big announcement that moving forward, we will be test-free, which means the University of California will not use SAT or ACT in the selection process for freshman applicants for admission, and we won't use it for scholarship allocation either.
2: Okay. Any reason why an SAT or an ACT would be submitted for a major or anything like that? Is there any exceptions to that rule?
0: So the application itself no longer has the test score tab option, that sub tab that says submit your SAT or ACT scores. So we're hoping that sort of gives the light bulb to students and counselors that, no, it really can't be used. But once a student pushes submit on their application, they log back in, they will will see an update scores option. So a student, for example, who needs English language proficiency, had right. the ability to add their SAT writing or their SAT English in the application under that English language proficiency. So why would we ever need an SAT score? Very rarely a student needs it academically to complete what we call our A through G requirements in the state of California. The math, the history, the English, those requirements. And an SAT score, ACT score can still verify or validate that. So that's the only reason it would be used. Now, will I, the admissions office see it? No, it's the score gets entered in okay. the background. The calculation says, oh, this SAT score meets that academic criteria. Oh, no. The check mark okay. happens, and that's what's visible to the admissions office the check mark that it's been completed, not the scores. So, again, we cannot and will not look that's at exams.
2: That's a great insight. Thank you for that. At some point, do I need to send a if that if I have to submit a score to verify my English proficiency? Do I need to send an official score at some point or can this be done? Kind of like the transcript once I'm accepted, then I send it in. Then
0: SAT and ACT are all well and good for verification of English language proficiency, but most students actually take the exams from IELTS or a TOEFL or Duolingo. And those tend to be scores that students sort of think about for English language proficiency. If a student is using any exam for proficiency, for validation, yes, those will be requested in the summer over the month of July.
2: Got it. Okay. Well, thank you very much for that. There's some personal insight questions that the University of California system asked for. Tell us a little bit about that.
0: My favorite thing. Oh, OK. So the personal insight questions, the eight questions are part of the UC application mandatory tab that needs to be completed. And a freshman applicant is asked to submit four answers. Now, out there, every student is stressed about, which one do I answer? <sighs> Take a deep breath in, students. <sighs> and then let it out because they all have equal value and realistically the questions are diverse so that students could gravitate towards for that that they say i have something to say here so if a student is really trying to answer the question on leadership experience and they're having a hard time that's because it's not their question move on students But it's a question. So that means I just need an answer. I'm not looking and I'm not grading the style or structure. I'm not an English teacher. I'm not there to go, oh, this was so beautifully written and the thesis really correlated to the, oh, I'm not looking for creative writing. I'm not looking to be in the moment with the student. So a personal insight question should do three things. Ready? Yep. One, it should add the ability for the admissions officer who's a stranger to see the details behind students' accomplishments. So saying I'm one of five students that competed in the Math Olympiad at my high school, you're like, oh, awesome. Well, guess what? There were 300 students who applied, but I was one of five selected to represent us. Those details now give me what? they now give me context. So that's the second thing I want. I love context. The stranger (laughs) in the admissions office may never have actually stepped foot in your country, may never have stepped foot in your high school. So it's hard to get that idea of what's accessible and available. So context, detail, and I love clarity. I love it. So, hey, I already told you in the application that I'm on the A-levels, but my grades dropped, let me explain what happened there because it was something personal. Or, hey, I I told you that I was in the math Olympiad, but what I didn't tell you is that I self-studied. I never did anything with the group because I was on the pandemic and lockdown. So clarity, that's so critical to the stranger reading an application.
2: That's awesome. Thank you for those three wonderful ways of of diving into your personal insight questions and, and bringing some structure and, as you said, some clarity to it. We should mention that the University of California Admissions website also has some great resources there. So do check it out. The overall structure of the website is very handy. It answers a lot of questions. And they actually have a a nice little worksheet for you to take a look at and help out with the personal insight questions. You probably helped them design that. I'm pretty sure of that with that. (laughs) Let's dive into this. How does UCSB review applications?
0: 30 seconds or less, here we go. So the freshman admissions process at UC Santa Barbara is holistic, like many of our UC siblings. And what that means is that we're gonna look at all seven tabs of the self-reported application and view the information that by law I'm allowed to look at. So let right. me clarify, in the state of California, there's something called Proposition 209 that tells the admissions offices on public universities, and the UCs are public, that we can't use gender, ethnicity, rings. So while those questions are in the application, they won't be part of the review. So right. on, on our campus, for example, we redact a student's name so that there's no bias in place. Right. That's so weird. this idea like, oh, my students are being wow. you know disadvantaged because they're from this or that place, I don't know. I don't know who they are in that sense. But what I wanna know about who they are is their academics, So I look at the curriculum that the student told me that they're taking, I look at their grades and the classes and I try to get an idea of who they are as a student in the classroom. And then I look at what they've done outside of the classroom and their activities and awards, and I try to get an idea of who they are as a human being. And when I have questions, then I go to the personal insight questions for that clarity, depth, and context. And at the end of reading the application, I have a general sense of the student hopefully a really great sense of the student. And whether or not that student will be part of our incoming freshman class is not made by me. It's not a single admissions officer saying yes or no. It's me getting sort of a score out there of good, great, typical, amazing, outstanding. I want to be them when I grow up. And (laughs) that's the holistic review process. We do this twice. So two different staff members, both our full-time staff and our hired staff, will come in and read every single applicant twice. And if we don't agree, then a third person reads the application. So that's the holistic process in a nutshell.
2: That You did a great job of explaining that. I feel better now that my hands are at an application at UCSB, for sure. Knowing that all the different elements of the application, is there an area of the application that students, through your experience, maybe don't take advantage of enough. Yes,
0: there are a few places, but I'll say the one that comes to mind the most, especially for international students, is the additional information, which is the open text field in the academic history tab. Okay. So for many students, they're thinking, oh, well, my campus profile, my my counselor told me that they would know my system, they would know my curriculum. And yes, we do to an extent, but the hard thing is, you might be on an international baccalaureate curriculum, but I don't know why you chose the commerce route, right? I don't know why why those courses, why that. or I also don't know that you wanted to switch, but you couldn't because you were already locked into your curriculum, right? The, any detail that sort of sets things apart, if you're at a boarding school, if you're choosing to be in a magnet or an academy at your school, you chose an American curriculum, while you were in Singapore, right? Why? So the word context is not just for the personal insight questions. It should also be in the academics. And part of that can go into the additional information tab for the stranger reading the application.
2: Right. And I know sometimes counselors will help students frame that. Sometimes counselors can say, hey, listen, this is what's unique or context of our school and help students with that. So students don't always have to carry the whole weight of that, but that's a great piece Correct. of advice. I read up on majors and how some are more competitive and then are impacted majors. And I'm throwing this question at you, Kuga. Impacted majors, what do I need to know about?
0: Sure. The University of California has a list of majors where it's going to be a factor in the admissions process. So hopefully all of our counselors out there have downloaded the UC Quick Reference Guide. It's a PDF on page 26 of that PDF, it will list every UC campus where a major is a factor in the admissions process. So Santa Barbara, we have on that list engineering, all five of our engineering programs, including computer science. And then a student will, when they click on the UC application and they say, I'm a mechanical engineer, they get a gray box that appears and says, hey, your major is going to be selective. That's another word for impacted. And I want you to choose an alternate major just in case. So at Santa Barbara, our engineering program impacted selective. What that means is we admit into the major. And so a student needs to start their freshman year in that curriculum in order to keep it a four year degree. But we have a space allocation. We have a number of spaces for freshmen and way more qualified students Than space allows. So if I said yes to every amazing computer scientist, I would fill my entire freshman class, not just my computer science allocation. So that now becomes an impacted major. And it means that I'm going to look a little closer at everything in the application to figure out who is going to be the right fit for our campus.
2: Awesome. Well, thank you. I've heard that explanation. That's probably the best explanation I've ever heard of it. So thank you so much for doing that. We've covered a lot of ground here. As we wrap things up, what's, what's a piece of advice or several pieces of things you like to tell students as you maybe finish up your presentation on campuses or when students come through that might help them fill out the application or move ahead a little bit easier in the application process?
0: Don't do it alone. Counselors and the students should never do it alone. And I know that there are a 1,001 well-intentioned friends or neighbors or cousins who got into the UC, you know, five, six, seven, or even last year, <laughs> right? There's a lot of people who are well-intentioned, but they're not in the admissions office. And things change every year. So ask the source. We are all excited to work directly with students. We're all excited to work directly with counselors. Our goal in the admissions office, it's not to sit there and go, I wish the student had done this better. It's to talk to the student while they're in the process to help them get it right the first time. So I will speak off Santa Barbara's behalf, and that is our amazing YouTube channel is there. And so ucsb for me includes a seven-step UC application playlist. So section by section, we break it down in five minutes or less. So if I'm not sure what does it mean to fill out the activities and awards section, what do they want from me? Go watch our five-minute video. And we also have a UC help playlist that helps with just random things that get asked. And counselors can always request videos based off of their needs. We update them all the time. So again, use the resources of the admissions offices on the UC campuses. Use the UC Santa Barbara team. We want to do this together.
2: Awesome. Well, that is wonderful. We'll make sure that we link all those resources that you've mentioned today in our show notes. Kuka, this has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for helping us get a little bit better prepared. And the deadline for all UC applications is when?
0: 11.59 p.m. Pacific time on November 30th.
2: And no way you'll accept something if I'm really, really nice on December 1st
0: you know what? You know my answer. It depends. And here's the only reason <laughs> I say that. When we're looking at international students who are in areas of conflict, right? I We do this every year. We want to make sure that students who are impacted in some way will connect with us via email should they need it. But if you're not in one of those places, no, if your deadline is straight. It is November 30th, 11.59 p.m. Pacific time.
2: Kuku, thank you so much. Please have a great rest of your day.
1: Thank you. You too. Thanks for checking out this episode of Let's Talk Higher Ed. This show is brought to you by Cialfo, a fast-growing global ed tech company and student-first career exploration and college application network. If you enjoyed this episode, then follow Let's Talk Higher Ed wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Or join us online at cialfoco slash podcast for all of the latest episodes.